2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Daddy that And shout out to Real Life go.
3: Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of The Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what the... To to
1: find
3: that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is... uh, Zero cat, zero cat, zero cat, zero cat. I just lost my train of thought. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 100 and something something of the Real Life Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood bagged milk because Tyler is down in L.A. getting married.
1: Congratulations, Tyler. It's a
0: very, very... Have you seen the engagement photos? There's yeah, been multiple. They,
1: they look amazing. I can't see quite make the ring out on Mrs. MC. Well, it, the hands are always hidden. That's what it is. It's the hands are hidden. Yeah, yeah. it's hidden hands, but the love is, is not hidden. But we don't need Tyler to make awesome podcasts. Of course not. No, yeah. Grant, I mean, he knew what episode we were on and could come out and do a smoothie. No, no. It's
3: Nation he, Real Life episode 151, and thanks to one. our friends at Cornerstone Insurance, we are happy. We are lucky, we are thrilled to have with us a three-time Olympian, a bobsledder extraordinaire, a multiple world championship competitor, Neville Wright. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, sir.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: You thank want to give us some o-
1: Olympic notes on that intro, but choppy to start. Hey, maybe he didn't do his prep work. No, it
3: was pretty good. I pretty mean, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Three. Olympics. You forgot,
0: you forgot to mention he's a Jasper place rebel.
3: Rebel JP rebels represent as a uh, fellow rebel. What can you say about this ridiculous outfit by your fellow schoolmate? I think he's the talking about Jay- a My, his fellow rebellion. The ridiculous Uggs. He's tough. Just say
1: Uggs <laughs> are cool. <laughs> it's a tough look. Uh,
2: I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He's, I said to Neville earlier when you weren't in here, you got Jay. I'm like, can you remember any Jay's high school fashion—the puka necklaces and the double earrings or anything we want to mock? And it was just like, oh, I, I don't know. I like don't very wonder. professional. We double game I, I might
0: have been. I might have been because Neville and I were in a few of the same class. I think in grade ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ten or eleven, but I think it was ten. We were in gym class together.
1: That's gotta have been tough for you, Jay. Yeah, me yeah, and him both unlucky. learned how
0: to curl together. I got to teach him how to play a little ice hockey, and then he was just dominated everything else
1: what's more discouraging than like a two sport champion being in your high school gym class being like really you can't run a hundred meter dash and
0: yeah it, uh, it it affected the ego you know because <laughs> you know i came out of sbs shut out scorpions thinking you know i was this all-world jock <laughs> and then uh, yeah neville quickly humbled me it's like having
1: einstein in your math 10 class where yeah, he's like tough. really you can't do quadratics let me show you how the unified theory works <laughs> yeah exactly perfect <laughs> So we want. are really interested to talk to you. Like you got to be one of the most decorated Edmontonians of all time. Really want to well, look at how, you know games played in the and not only in one sport but in two. That's so fantastic. So maybe you could just like walk our listeners. There's twelve of them, but one uh, one's mean. Eleven are nice. Um, through like basically the early part of your come up and what you, um, what you've done for people who don't know.
2: So um, I compete at the University of Alberta. Yeah. So uh, you know bears and pandas. Um, there, my second year at university, I ended up, uh, winning conference championships and national championships. In track. In track and field. In track and I field. I broke a 21 year, year old, uh, 60 meter record. So if you go to the, the Butter, though, my name's actually still up there. Nice. So, yeah, so, um. So what were you um, running? You were running 60 and 4 by 200 meter relays. Okay. Yeah. Um, dabbled a little bit in the, the, Long jump and three um, hundreds, but yeah. it wasn't. I was better for the shoulder distance.
1: So maybe people who don't know a lot about the U of A track program—is mm-hmm. it? It's, it's it's a good program. Yeah, right? really
2: good program. Yeah. Um, uh, back in the day when when I was there, like um, uh, during that time, we did really we were really strong on the sprint side. actually long distance as well too. Okay, so, yeah, a lot of records being broken.
1: So you're there, you're you're at the U of A, and, mm-hmm. and then what? Then what happens after that?
2: Um, after my second year of university, I got on. Uh, I made my first national team. Uh, went to World University Games in uh, Turkey. Cool! Wow! What was that like? Uh, actually, it was it was really. You know what? I've never. I was. this was my first time going to Europe. Yep. So I mean, um, it was a, an amazing experience. I mean, going into the opening ceremonies, the closing ceremony. It's almost like a the second. I think it's the second biggest event to the Olympics.
1: The University Ad Games came to Edmonton, didn't it, like 1976, yep. and that's why we have 88, Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah. that's where
2: the Butter Dome, I think, was built,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. And the LRT for that matter. Yeah. Oh, thank you. University Ad games. You've given us a city. We so much love. Yeah. yeah. So then that went, so you make the national team.
2: Yeah. And then from there, I mean, my, my career took off. Um, um, the following year, I started getting invited to national team uh, events. And then, um, the, uh, 2007, it was a really blow up year for me as well too. So, uh, I ended up going to another world university games and, um, bronze medal in the, the 100 meters in the wow. 100 meter yep and the 100 meter there and um, there was actually a pretty crazy story that too because um, they had actually there was a false start and then uh, they weren't they were confused with who won what and, and then I went from being like a medalist to like 6th place and then I was like you know whatever and I just started walking back to the village and probably about 45 minutes into my walk <laughs> they're like um, tell Neville to get ready to run again in the morning and I'm like I just walked 45 minutes and I'm like I'm I'm not a distance individual. I'm a, a sprinter. Yeah. So yeah, went back the the morning and then yeah, ended up pulling out the the bronze medal. Damn. And then from there, they uh, flew me over to uh, Singapore to join with the the world championship team. How was that? That was that was really nice.
1: Jeez. So you've got to see the world now as like a celebrated athlete. Yeah. The rest of us are like, we're gonna go on a WestJet flight and stay in a hostel. <laughs> You're like, I came to Europe late, but when I got here, I was handling yeah, a bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, tell you the truth, if it wasn't for I think a lot of the places that I went to, if it wasn't for sport, I probably wouldn't have made it to a lot of these places.
1: And these are some of the interesting opportunities that open up to really yes. high-performance athletes. Yes. It's like you were in Korea recently. Yep. What yep. was that like?
2: That was, that. tell you the truth, my first time in Korea was actually, um, I did a commercial out there. What? Well, at, yeah, so they, they invited me out. Um, they were looking for someone to do, uh, be part of a commercial for a, a printing company. What year so, is this? Man, this was 2000 and... Do you have an IMDb page yeah, ready no kidding. to uh, <laughs> look into here? <take a> <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. Maybe all 2007. Right, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so they, they had a whole bunch of people applying from all over. And they said I fit the body type. Flew me out there. Jack, um, I was yeah. there for about <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. three days. For three a days a guy. And I did, um, yeah, I did a, cool. uh, filmed a, a commercial. Did and you then, have to speak in Korean? No. But you know, it's so what funny. What was the premise of the commercial? So Macy is a, a print uh, a printing machine. Yeah. And the premise of it was um, so they had a, a Albert Einstein lookalike, like yeah. to say that the um, how smart and sophisticated the machine was. They had uh, two guys doing um, judo, and they you know saying how powerful it was, and then they had myself sprinting, saying how fast oh, like how fast the machine was. Okay. Yeah. So then um, from there, um, yeah. So that have was my you seen it?
1: Like, do you watch it ever? And you're like, you know, you know what? what? It I, is a very durable printer, yeah, and we find
2: one. it on YouTube. Okay, okay. <sighs> Does it exist on the internet? I don't know. It was so long ago. Do you I,
0: know the name of the company?
2: As their spokesman, I, I can tell you.
1: <laughs> I would have to look it up. But yeah, that was my... Oh, uh, if
0: we could find that, that would be great yeah. for the socials. Yeah. So
1: let's let's wheel back. So you're, you're, you're a very accomplished track athlete. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to make you go into a second sport? Like Walk us through that
2: story. So um, going into the Olympic year, 2008 okay. Okay. Beijing, yep. Olympic year, um, you know... Had a killer year the year before, so was uh, getting ready for that and um, as I was training, and, you know there 's a lot of pressure to to, to make this i mean I, at least I put a lot of pressure on myself, of course, and then um, I had a hamstring injury earlier in the, in the in the season, but still kept pushing myself, pushing myself, and then all of a sudden you know i 'm doing races and i 'm getting slower, getting weaker, I uh, was fatigued all the time couldn 't figure out what was going on with me. end up seeing a, a specialist. And they're like, you know, you have a adrenal burnout. So, like, adrenal fatigue. So, burnout, pretty much.
1: From just being so amped up all the yeah, time?
2: Yeah, yeah. And just pushing myself because I was like, you know, i I got to do whatever it takes to, to, to make these games. Damn. Then, um, you know, a month out, you know, they they try to get me fixed up and, and ready for Olympic trials. Go to Olympic trials, going to the rounds, second round. Um, and what do
1: you run in? What event? 100 run? meters. 100 meters. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I go and then, um, you know. Come out as hard as I can Lean across the line And I, I, th- I honestly thought I was I was in And then um, Realized I missed My opportunity By two hundredths Of a second oh, for Wow Jeez Yeah That's nothing Yeah so
1: That's one of the things Like as a as civilian as they get. Like I can't even play video golf. That's how <laughs> athletic I am. Neville. Don't worry about that. But like when you're watching the Olympics and you're watching people who, you know, have been training their entire life yeah. and like the gymnasts, right. Yeah. And they'll hit like a eight revolution flip coming off the bar and land and bounce a quarter of an inch. And the Chinese judge is like Mm-mm, yeah. three. Yeah. And you're like, damn, that's, like, <laughs> that's so much of your life um, for such a tiny, like yeah. to be point oh two seconds yeah. off. Most people don't even think in increments of that small.
2: Well, you know what 's even crazier about that is think about so I was training and for a ten second race, yeah, so I train, I would train forty forty plus hours a week, and you're doing this you know five six days a week, yeah, all for a ten second race, so think about you're doing if you count up like you know all those uh minutes and hours in the day uh for the week, the month, then the Olympics come around every four years, and then for that 10 second race.
1: Well, like I think about that sometimes, you watching the Olympics, like the hockey guys, right? Yeah. They're playing so many games. They're mm-hmm. playing the early round, and you guys are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we might have two races, ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's It's crazy yeah. just the amount of pressure you must put on yourself yeah. for that small. Like you yeah. sneeze mid race. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. never coming back. You possibly <laughs> sneeze. <yeah. laughs> that's the end <laughs> <laughs> of you. Yeah.
2: ending sneeze. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so then what happened? How did you end up making? So
2: it? then, um, so then, um, you know, I thought, all right, you know, that's it. Back to the drawing board. So getting ready for another uh, quad for uh, track and field. Yeah. Then my coach at the time was also working with bobsled and he was like, why don't you you know, come out to a camp? And so he had this big, they had this big um, push camp for me to come out to testing camp. So I go out there and um, this was like February of 2009, go out there and push. And it was the fastest at the time that any new recruit had pushed. So they're like, you know, train, work hard and you can make this team. I did that the summer, made the team October and then so basically less than six months of uh, being in sport made my first Olympics at that February. Wow.
1: Two pu- things popped in my mind, Jay, when I heard that story. Number one, I feel bad for all the kids who've been bobsledding <laughs> since they're six. And they're like, yeah. it is my time to shine. And then along comes Neville. And Neville shows up and he's yeah. like, really? No. This is what shining looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Boom.
0: I always imagine the uh, the recruitment process for bobsled like that of like spy recruitment. Like they're, they're watching these guys, like these awesome track athletes. And then they wait in like a dark garage. Smoking a cigarette, <laughs> they see you walk by and they say, Hey, Neville, and all you see is the
2: cherry from a cigarette. You like, want to go to the Olympics? Yeah, you Again? want to bobsled? Let you me tell you about bobsledding. You're pretty close to that. Yeah. They actually came to me back in 2005 the first time and they're like, You know, you should think about bobsledding. And I'm like, Isn't that a winter sport? And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, Ma'am, no, I'm not about that. Like going in minus 40 weather, going down like a, an icy track, no control. I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm good. And then, yeah, yeah. This is, how the is Nord,
1: this is how the Nordiques got Peter Stasny. Mm-hmm. They brought him in. They had to convince him.
2: But what is that rush like when you're flying
3: down a track at 100 plus kilometers an hour, though? It must be something surreal, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the first track, so the first track I ever went down was the Olympic track uh, that in, for Vancouver in Whistler. So it was the fastest track in the world So Oh,
1: perfect. That's where you want to yeah. get your start.
2: Yeah. So um, I go down the first time, and you don't really know what to expect. So um, I was fortunate to be with a really good pilot. Um, so I go down.
1: Is there a half speed you can do it with it's no. your first
2: time? No no. Hey, no, no, it's all in. They're like, "Yep, get to the <laughs> top." And they're like, "Is there like snow plowing out. for this?" Yeah, there's Where there's we like, No, there's no. They're no snow plowing. like, "Don't touch the brakes." So yeah, you just let it run. And um, yeah, I remember coming across the because you don't really. I didn't really know what to expect. And of course, I how Across would you? the finish line, and and um, I'm still trying to figure out like the sport. And I remember the pilot turns around and he yells something because it's so loud. And I'm thinking because so, I'm pulling the brakes and he yells. I thought he said no, so I let go of the brakes. I'm like, I'm sorry, and he's like, No, pull the brakes. And then I pull. I remember we flew past the, the the finishing duck. and then um. So then I was like, All right, you know, that's not bad. <laughs> then the uh, the second <laughs> run though, I remember going down the track, and it was the longest like 50 seconds of my life, like
1: because you kind of knew what to expect this. Time yeah, a bit and like,
2: you're feeling everything, and I was just like, I just want to get out of this thing
3: right now. Do you just kind of shut your eyes and just kind of wait because? and just hope that everything goes exactly as planned when you're in the back of kind of, of the bobsled? Allow me. No, you don't
1: close your eyes and pray be, at the I'd, Olympics bag milk. You screw your eyes screaming. shut and you remember your fucking
3: training. I'd be
2: screaming and crying. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Um, at one point, I, I, I closed my eyes because, like, I mean, there's a little gap in the, the bottom of the sled, like the, <laughs> for the brake handles, and I was just watching. But it was like, you see line... Line And it uh, got to a point I'm like Alright I can't look at this thing Like Like um I was first Closing my eyes And I'm like Looking at that And then I'm like I would like Try and look somewhere else Or whatever But then It it got too weird Feeling like um With my eyes closed So I was like Yeah No I gotta keep my eyes open So you just like Stare at the back Of the person I would, in front of you? I would stare at like Random things In the bottom of the sled Yeah
1: Yeah when you're making the decision, you're like, okay, I'm a very, very good runner. I'm a global runner. When they invite all the top runners in the world, I get my ticket and I come. And there's like, I'm sure an immense satisfaction of that.
2: Yeah.
1: What's the calculations to go into a new sport? Are you like, there's probably a higher chance I can medal in the Olympics going and doing this, or I think my running because of my adrenal fatigue maybe isn't a good. O- like, is it a is it a Plan B or is it a new Plan A when you go to do that?
2: Um. Well, I mean tell you truth my plan b was just to start training all over again for track and field so um but with bobsledding um i find that it's a sport where um some people say it's a sport where you know athletes go to die (laughs) right but um yeah it's a sport where that provides uh you know opportunity for other athletes of different sports
1: are most people in bobsled really really good athletes in other sports have converted or are there people who've gone wire to wires bobsledders
2: um there's people that are strictly bobsledders, but a lot, most of the bobsledders that you see are either track athletes or football football players mm-hmm. or former football players.
3: How much did you have to change your training around going from sprinting to bobsledding? Was there a lot more lower body work that you had to do? How did that work?
2: Yeah, I, um, the sprinting was pretty much the same, um, although I had to work on more acceleration, like uh, so coming like first 30 meters. The the lifting was actually quite a bit more, so trying to get. Bigger and stronger
1: I imagine it's like Trying to push a fridge yeah. Through um, a 100 meter dash yeah, yeah. Like,
2: Well I mean I, And that thing is I would do training Like that too Like where You know um, Say I couldn't get to Calgary to the, to, to the push track I would sometimes Call up random people Or like my mom Or i like Hey what are you doing Alright I need you To sit in your car And I'm just gonna Push you around Come <laughs> on yeah, yeah so I would actually um, Do training Where I would push um, cars Push cars like Back and forth Like over You know 20-30 meters Damn my training Yeah
1: your mom's like, well, this is what I signed on for when my child was very <laughs> talented as a youth. Yeah. She
2: was actually, it was so funny because uh, I have a video of me pushing and then you could see her in the video, like looking at uh, towards the camera with this. The biggest grin on their face, kind of like, I can't believe this is happening right now.
1: Imagine they had 100-meter dashes where you're, like, pushing someone in a shopping cart, and you're just like, it's kind of like bobsled, but, like, on the ground, but it's not as heavy. Then away you go. Right? The you way the like,
2: Olympics are going, you never know. They might end up having that event. <laughs> it's a
1: demonstration <laughs> yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, So, So, tell maybe tell our listeners, then, about the success that you had in bobsled. It's unbelievable.
2: Um, so, um, after my first so my first uh, Olympics, we ended up coming uh, fifth in, in four men. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and where second, was that at? Uh, Vancouver.
1: Vancouver, yeah, 2010.
2: Then um, the following year after that, I had um, hooked up with a, another pilot. So I've had, in my entire career, I've raced with, um, so all three Olympics, three different pilots. Wow. So um, my uh, my second year of bobsledding, I hooked up with um, the pilot that won the bronze at the, in Vancouver. And uh, actually, we had a pretty Pierre successful... Looters? No, actually, uh, Pierre, I was with Pierre in my first Olympics.
1: Oh, I thought I was. he was your yeah.
2: he was your pilot in the first Olympics, yeah, yeah. right out of the exactly. game. Whoa, bobsled yeah. freaking legend! legend. legend. Yeah. Wow,
1: how is he?
0: I
2: heard he's intense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, all these guys are he, intense, man. They're he can, bobsledders. Yeah, he can be he can be uh, you know pretty intense. But um, uh, when I when I actually like uh with the with bobsledding, actually when I first came up with him, I remember um my first race with him. I get to, we're in Park City, Utah. And um, you know I'm doing warming up like how I normally would in track and field, kind of you know have that little track swag, and and then I get back to the the start house. I'm putting on my gear, and then um, sitting down. And all of a sudden, the atmosphere in the room just changed. And all of a sudden, people it it was like a zombie apocalypse or something, like a biological attack. All of a sudden, guys are going crazy, yelling, smashing things, and 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 then I remember he was like, you know, come on, Neville, you have to get mad, you have to get crazy, come on. And I'm like. All right. Went in Rome. We well, saw so, this in the sprinting. Yeah. So all of a sudden I was like, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I turned from like, you know, this, this calm track guy to like a blend of like Macho Man, Randy Savage, and the Incredible Hulk. And I'm like, all right, yeah, brother, let's get it. <laughs> like, hyping myself up and everything. And then honestly, it was so crazy. I walked out to the start house to go um push. And I went from this smooth, like flowing individual to just this restricted, it was like, My, 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 my legs and my arms were frozen and I was just shuffling. I, I got so hyped up that I got overhyped.
1: And your doctor in the stands is like, that's what the adrenal burnout (laughs) looks like. We We told you not to get that
2: jacked up. Adrenal (laughs) dump, adrenal Adrenal dump. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're like, well, my new sport combines all the hard work of sprinting and the terror of going down sheer ice. I'm sure that's good for the old. Yeah. 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 Right.
2: So, yeah. So then, um, I actually almost didn't even make my first team like, um, cause that, that performance was so crippled. Like, I didn't do so well in that. I did okay in the, the performance. This so is when that, your
1: first race with My Luter, first when race. When came out all? Yeah.
2: So that wasn't good? So it, it was okay. Okay. So then, um, you know, I didn't do the next race. And then I thought, you know, at one point, they're like, you know, that was it for me. So they're, t- they're telling me that they're going to send me home and everything. So I was like, all right, well, you know, just let me know if I need to go back to track. And then, you know, they called me again, said, um, you're coming out, but you might not race. And then they went from, I jumped into one race with him, another one, and before I knew it, I was uh, the, his main uh, foreman, Brickman. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: So how many Olympics have you been to then? Three.
2: Three. So huh. 2010, Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, 2014, Sochi, Russia. And 2018, Pyeongchang.
1: Now, we have no preparatory work done for this, but is it okay if we ask you G-rated questions about being in the Olympics? Yes. Sure? Yeah. Okay, Olympic again, Village stories now. Yes. What is the Olympic Village like? <laughs> Pick your favorite of the three. Like, a Sochi Winter Olympics village has got to be very, very different yes. from Beijing with, like, helicopters hovering overhead and shit, right?
2: Um, well, I know for, um, for Sochi, I mean... They, I would say they're all relatively.
1: How was your the building same. in Sochi? Let's start with Sochi.
2: Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't even realize that people were thinking. Like uh, my brother messaged me and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like um, out in Sochi, he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, the may- the way they're making it seem like you guys are like, you know, living in quarters on dirt floors and you <laughs> river know, of you know, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no toilets, toilets, and yeah. I'm like, no, my room's fine. Like at most, I might have like a little bit of a leaky shower, but. Our quarters were fine. Okay. I guess it was the, the media, their quarters, <laughs> wasn't as great. Yeah. So I think when they were saying what their quarters were like and taking pictures, I think people just assumed this was for us.
1: It's crazy that you've been to the environment that like, the Russian government really wanted to be a showpiece for their culture mm-hmm. and their country. Mm-hmm. And also, you've been to the one that the Chinese did too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, these are like two of the four most powerful governments in the world. They're mm-hmm. like, nothing bad's going to happen in Sochi. Mm-hmm. You make sure. Like, was it eye opening just to see, like, the security apparatus that was going around the olympics in those places
2: i remember in um when we're in sochi and there was a parade they had something going on the streets and they're like just be careful with like opening your windows and stuff like that because uh uh, i believe the president was 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 in this um i don't know if it was a parade or, or was passing through or something like that and they're like yeah you you open up your windows real quick that could be I think it's a sniper. Yeah, yeah. So, Shit. But um, tell you the truth, when I was out there, like, I mean, it was, it was, it was perfectly fine for, for myself, like, speaking from for myself, and I'm assuming other athletes as well, too. Very welcoming. Um, they basically do, they go out their way to make sure that, you know, you're comfortable, you're happy. The only thing I think that got me was uh, the food. Oh, and where in well, both sochi and and Korea, oh really, yeah, so in Sochi it was like you start off you know there's some foods that's okay, and then you get to a point where it's like man i can't
1: I can't be eating this I'm time. surprised you guys don't bring your own chefs and stuff like well, that. there isn't,
2: so the Canadian Olympic Committee, what they do is we have our own like Canada building, okay, and in there they try to make it as home uh homely for us as possible, yeah. so they're bringing extra like food things for shakes. Uh, bars like basically whatever we need cereals things like that to, um, to make us make our um our stay more comfortable.
1: So you get you've been in these three Olympics you get done your event and again G rated I'm not trying to dig anything uh-huh. good, but you're like I know where you're getting that but <laughs> I'm done. And in fact, most people here are done. And I imagine just like people who are so singularly devoted to like, uh-uh, I'm only here about the luge, and now I'm done yeah. the luge, or I'm only here about the, the skiing with the shooting, and I haven't talked to a soul in four years mm. I've been skiing and shooting. What's it like when the Olympic Village comes alive?
2: So the the Village actually comes alive pretty early because a lot of people finish the competition um, earlier in the, the games. Okay. For us... Unfortunately we are uh we are the very last event. Oh. us in hockey. Us and oh. hockey, yeah. So You know, we minimize how much traveling, doing anything else, and we're seeing these people you know um, partying, going around, doing all sorts of stuff, and but we have to stay disciplined and focused. But it's not like
1: the Van Wilder dorms where you're trying to sleep and there's noise outside, is there?
2: Sometimes you, some areas, yeah. So like, so what they try to do is they try to do like a a noise curfew, kind of like you know by this time, you know, everyone needs to be quiet, but. I mean, there's, you could hear some people try crying, telling that to a speed in, skater. Who yeah. just came
1: in eighth, right? They're <laughs> yeah. like, fuck that. Oh, I'm yeah. partying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. And that, so for us, yeah, we have to wait to the very end. I mean, the, the celebration, the end is like legit. Yeah. But I mean, we can't do anything, uh, until we're completely finished.
1: I always think of the story of Yao Ming's parents, how his dad was the captain of the Chinese basketball team, mm-hmm. his mom was the captain of the Chinese volleyball team, and one day the Chinese government was like, mm-hmm, you guys are going to have a kid, and he's going to be amazing at something. <laughs> what? That's how I imagine the Olympics afterwards being like, all the skiers are over in on one side, and then there's all the, like, you know, whatever the different <laughs> events are. are. Are people mingling? Is it?
2: So, um, especially with the last two Olympics, there's three villages. Yeah. So we have the... Mountain Village where all the sliding sports are, bobsledding, luge, skeleton, skiers, everyone like that. Then you have um the the coastal village and that's where like the speed skaters are. And then um you have uh, like speed skaters, curlers, basically anything on ice. And then um you have the endurance village, like biathlon and and um all like more the distance uh events. Okay. So we're all kind of separate. Sometimes we uh, will come into each other's village based on um um, housing or or but yeah we don't we usually only everyone mingles within their their village okay much,
3: yeah. In any village have kind of like a reputation as being the go to spot? I feel like curlers the man. village
2: <laughs> curlers <laughs> actually, drink
1: the only guys who can smoke during their Olympic <laughs> events. <laughs> <laughs> those
2: are those guys can get pretty hyped too. But <laughs> I think the, the I mean the mountain village. I mean if you come around bobsledders like or the, the, like some of the sliding sport athletes like those guys get pretty like turned up and like. <laughs> Wild. Like, you'd be surprised. Oh,
1: yeah. For I can sure. just imagine being like part of the Kazakhstani Olympic Committee. And I'm like, what am I in charge of? Like, you're in charge of speed skating and just going through the Olympic Village seeing If anybody wants to mate with my with my yeah. skaters, be like, anybody, anybody <laughs> over there in <laughs> Belarus looking for a good time? I got a 23-year-old long-form speed skater looking to have it. And then a generation yeah, later, yeah, you yeah. dominate. <laughs> probably not how it is so of your experience then who are the athletes to avoid in the party at the winter village is mm-hmm. there a nation is there a sport like Finns? we know party hard and like when a Finnish they, yeah. people get a little you know did you have that experience i would
2: say i think of not to avoid but i think when it comes to um the different sports i feel like bobsledders i'm not trying to be biased or anything but i feel like bobsledders are the, the the most hype Hyped up uh, partyers, Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Wobbusters know how to party. Yeah.
3: Since your event was kind of like towards the end of the Olympics, mm-hmm. did you get a chance to kind of enjoy some of the other stuff when you're there? Or are you so singularly focused on what you have to do and the job that you have coming
2: up? The last Olympics I, I did, um, I got to uh, watch uh, a few of the gold medal races for uh, speed skating. Cool. But um, usually uh, the other, the last, uh, the, my first two, I was actually more just focused on, you know, getting prepared, getting ready to, to compete. How surreal was it your first Olympics ever happens to be in Canada? You know, um, people always ask me, like, you know, how is that feeling? And, like, you know, um, you, know you, you go and hang out with your friends and you're excited. You know, someone cuts you off on the road, you're, you're angry, um, you have ice cream, you're happy. Oh, yeah. I feel like with the Olympics, it's hard to really describe that feeling. Like, there's um, for me, I, uh, one thing I would say is there's an over, overwhelming sense of uh, accomplishment, to know that like you know all that hard work dedication and and like um, you know beating the odds and getting there was um was the emotion that I, I was feeling like just just almost first of all, it was like disbelief like man I, uh, all right, all right. this is unbelievable i can 't believe i 'm here and then, from man, like it all paid off all that hard work, dedication like you know the the, the dark times, the lonely times, uh, the ups, the downs, through all that, I was like, I I, I persevered and I, and I made it.
0: Oh, that must be feel so satisfying. And yeah, I guess that would be so tough to, like, I'm just getting chills you describing mm-hmm. that. Not, that must be, yeah, it must be tough to articulate. All I know is if I was in Canada at the Olympics and I am wearing a Canadian athlete kit, mm-hmm. I am pre-race, jacked-up Neville, just hard-strutting <laughs> down Robson Street. you
1: like, yeah! <laughs> Canada! <laughs> Better look out! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the opening ceremonies in Vancouver mm-hmm. must have been, like, in terms of things to participate in as a Canadian, <laughs> and for patriotism, yeah. it's got to be Ooh. up there.
2: Well, I mean, we're the last nation coming in, yeah. and um, I remember you, because know, you're waiting for a long time before you come out. Like, we're in this... Um, this one area where all the athletes are, so during that time, like, you know, we're all mingling, training. Uh, there's a big thing where everyone trades pins, okay? So, um, you have pins from different nations, so we're doing all that, and um, and then finally, like you know, you know, we're getting called up and we're walking for a bit, like, everyone's getting excited, and they're like, Oh, you gotta pause, and then you know, you come down. That's like adrenaline right there, it's like you're getting up and then getting down, up and down, and then finally, when we get out there, I mean, it was. It was unbelievable. And, you know, some people would talk about like, oh yeah, when they come in, when we get out there, you know, I'm going to be all relaxed and calm and like, to like, take the moment in and, and, or like, you're know, like, no, no,
1: I got my strut worked out. No, and, and, <laughs> and everyone's like, even
2: like your, your phones, like, you know, try not to, you know, uh, use your phones, or video, take pictures, just take the moment in. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, as soon as you get out there, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And yeah, so it was, it was surreal. Like the roar in that stadium was, unbelievable.
1: And did you feel the same type of excitement in the crowds in in both Beijing and Sochi afterwards too or do you think that was a special roar for the hometown crowd?
2: Uh, uh Sochi in Korea. Yeah. Um I Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I tell you true, when we came out they still Game. cheered. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's going to be nothing yeah. like Canada, right? But um but yet yeah, they there's still it was, we still got the you know, the big cheers and And um, um, the the nice welcome when we came in.
1: The only thing I can think of comparing it to is like winning a major trophy on home field, Mm -hmm. home ice. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like when you see the the NHL teams and the Bruins win on the road Mm -hmm. and people are like, whatever, I'm going home, fuck you. That's got to be a little bit deflating versus winning at home. But being an Olympic athlete where the odds are like remote, you're even going to make the Olympics, let alone in your own home country, to be the Olympic heroes in 2010, that's got to just be...
2: Uh, yeah, like it's I like said, a Canadian
1: tattoo just like show up on your arm spontaneously, <laughs> like
2: that. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, honestly, like I said, like the the feeling was just surreal. Like I mean, the amount of support, the amount of love that we got. Like I mean, from messages to, um, you know, we get we try to get a break from the village, so like we go out into into the town and um in Whistler, there's one place called a uh, Splitsburger which is like really good where we will we, we'll go out to. And and I remember going into town and everybody, like so many people, hey, oh, you know, you know wanting the high fives and the pounds and pictures. And I remember at one point I was smiling for so many pictures. I was like, man, my, my face and my jaw hurt. Like I'm, I'm smiled out. Wow. But, yeah, it, the
0: support was unbelievable. You, you mentioned food because since you guys are like, like burst strength athletes, how many calories like, – so when you're like you're, it's race day or getting ready for race day like how many calories are you consuming so tell like, you like, truth. during training or during like does it get
2: crazy or um well while I'm training like leading into the season like I'm getting I was getting like close to like four thousand four thousand calories when but for before competition like even at the games I tell you the truth my calorie count was probably pretty low like I'd say like fifteen hundred a thousand fifteen hundred just because well first of all bobsledding is um. You're you're going on the roller coaster and there's a lot of G forces. Yeah. And How many
1: Gs will you hit? 6. These?
2: Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Wow. So, that's like so, a
1: fighter pilot yeah. So, yeah. think
2: about this. You're on you're going down the Bobsleigh track. You just had and I made a mistake like this before. Um I had some pasta. Yeah. Going down the track and those G forces now are hitting you and they're pushing everything down.
1: There's only one way for that to go. Exactly, mm-hmm. the and, That's just and math. Yeah. So then,
2: so I was like, so then I stopped doing that. Besides the nerves, but yeah. So um, there's a saying that we'd always say, like, you know, um, everyone's gonna clean the pipes. So before they, they, they compete, like there's massive lineups for the bathroom because everyone's trying to squeeze out whatever's left in them, because there have been situations where guys have messed themselves up uh, going down the track.
1: Four guys in this tiny little bobsled, and you said earlier you're like Transformers trying to be in every little nook and cranny, and then someone hits eject on the VHS. That's a bad run. That run was the shits, right? (laughs) Thank you.
3: Hey, you're a bobsledder, (laughs) you know the joke.
1: That's got to be one of the most fulfilling things on a patriotism side yeah. just watching an olympics i yeah. couldn't even imagine like participating in that do you stay in touch with anybody from other countries um, are you like boy those Belarusian bobsledders we're going to kick their asses but it turns out we're best friends
2: tell you the truth um you be like on tour everyone gets along pretty well with each other like um all like all the different nations will hang out with each other so, so. what do
1: you t- in between olympics maybe walk us through like how often you're you're going to events and stuff like that like how does that work
2: um so uh, so every year we have eight world cup races okay, and then world championships. And then the fourth year, eight world cup races and then, uh, then, uh, the Olympics. So we're traveling. We're basically, um, we're all traveling with each other yeah. like year round. Like, so the people party. you see
1: at the Olympics, you've already been seeing them nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. It's been the same yeah. crowd all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah.
2: only ones like some of the smaller ones like, like are out on the America's cup or intercontinental cup or Europa cup circuit. Like the ones, uh, some, some of the smaller nations, you might not see them. But um, usually anyone who you're with, like, throughout the, the the entire season is who you end up seeing at the games. And did unless you, they don't qualify.
1: Did you have a hilarious crew of other teams? Or you're like, every time we see these guys, we have to go and have one of their weirdo shots or whatever. You no, know,
2: what? no, it was just um, everyone, like, I mean, different nations have different things about them. Like, I mean, um, we got re- along really well. Like, uh, you know, Great, Bit- Great Britain. Oh, yeah. Um, even that you know, the Germans. Um, oh, I thought we
0: didn't like the Germans because they're so know, good.
2: You know what? No, we're. But the thing about it is, is is that, um, like, obviously uh, on the track, you know, it's a whole different situation where you know everyone's against everyone. But then off of that is like you know we you know we're all we're all good and you know right. joke around Drink each a other nine liter Stein of like
0: uh, of beer with them. <laughs>
2: yeah, vice beer. Yeah, yeah. nice. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, everyone gets along pretty cool. pretty well. Yeah, It's
1: like you're all going through the same shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody's yeah. got the same. Pr- and are a lot of the people then track athletes too that you can be like, did anybody ever saw in the track world you saw again in the bobsled um,
2: world? Actually, there was one. Well, actually, what? so from my first Olympics, um, my team there, one of the the guys I was on the team with, I didn't realize that Wow, he ra- we raced against each other in track and field until like a few years later I was look- looking at a picture and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, you were at this race. You were like, you no, know, two lanes over from me. He's like, yeah. And we ended up going to the our first games together. So that was kind of cool. Um from Great Britain there was one athlete that was on the team that um, actually I raced against at World University Games cool. as well too. So seeing him, um, I think I saw him like Six, six, seven years after after competing against them,
1: yeah, that's got to be wild to see. Yeah. Like, hey, you're here too, you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a case where, like, I think a, a sport like bobsled is it brute force that you need to bring above all else to the table? Is it is it is the race won in the the initial push and run, or is it the pilot that wins the race, or like what it's, do you?
2: It's a balance of every, everything. So I'd say brute the start force starts very important. And, and, yeah, yeah, you have to have a good start. Like, I mean, there's some pilots that are some teams where they might not have the best start, but then they can drive really well and have good equipment. But it's a combination of everything, like uh, brute force, finesse. So in the beginning, when we start, like, you know, you see these big, massive guys. Uh, you know, some guys, are you know, if it's cold, you see them blowing steam from the nose and <laughs> whatever, and, you know, um, we get set up, and we're yelling our commands to get ready, and then just, you know, attacking the sled with everything we got, like real aggressive, but while we're while we're being aggressive, we're still being smooth and fluid because you don't want to create extra movement in the right. sled or lift it up, which I do sometimes get too hype and I'm carrying the sled and running. <laughs> but um, and then by the time we're ready to load, we go from these you know ferocious, big, massive beasts to also just these real graceful, like I said, like ballerinas, gymnasts, where we get in like real smooth because mm-hmm. you don't want to disturb the sled, and then. Wow, like I said before, like, and then turning to the Transformers, and then, yeah, hanging on for the ride. Stay as still as possible down the track. And then, yeah, the pilot, he, does, he takes care of the rest.
1: And can he see? I'm trying to think of how it looks. Oh, yeah, you can so see. When he's he's, his head just yeah,
2: when, what, the way how they do so when they're in their seat, and they're kind of like their butt's kind of scooched, and they're, there's a cowling, and they're actually just barely looking over it. Because you don't want to be too high. You know, because wind dragger. Yeah, um, you want to have the, the best aerodynamic profile. So you want to stay as low as possible. So you really
0: want your eyes higher on your forehead.
2: If you could. If, yeah. you, if you want to be a yeah.
0: peak. The yeah. best pilots have pilots. high eyes. Yeah, they yeah high
1: eyes. Like you yeah. can see. Sometimes you're walking down the street and you see a guy with really high eyes. Probably a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, No, yeah, makes sense. That... Now the question I would have is what did you like better at the end of your two careers now. Can you can you look back and say like I preferred to do track or I preferred to do bobsled or like what do you, are they a tie like you had twin kids and you can't say you like one more than the other? <laughs> How does that work?
2: Um track and field was always my first love. Um I did that well at the time I did it the longest, but um I I would say I one with bobsledding I I miss the team team aspect of competing because bobsle uh, with track and field is very individual right mm-hmm. and I mean you know when you, you with your successes and, you know to when your disappointments like you're by yourself with that with bobsledding is like you know you have teammates that you know, will have your back and then I mean bobsleigh exposed me to more opportunities um, and and. Not only did it expose me as an athlete to travel, compete, but also um, it revealed more things about myself. Um, my character um, uh, was an incre- um, instrumental part in my um, development.
3: Question I have to ask is, I'm reading your profile on the Olympic website, yeah. talks about you making your playlist the day before a race. Yeah. I need
2: to know what is on Neville Wright's track playlist. Um, (laughs) Good question. question. On my playlist is actually, um, I usually do more instrumentals. So I do like, I'll have like anything from hip hop instrumentals, gospel instrumentals, but everything's like fast. So it starts off like when, like I have it almost kind of timed where I do my warm up and things are a little bit like uh, moderate. And then all of a sudden, as I start getting faster and doing more things in my, like, um, um, more dynamic things in my, my warm-up, then it picks up. So, and then also, it just depends on, like, um, my feeling. Like, what I do for a race, the music I have for a race, differs from what I have for um, when I'm lifting in the gym.
1: Did you, I don't think that's what you I thought you were hoping to hear some sort of song that you could put into your life, bagmi. yeah,
2: I feel
3: like I need better songs on my training playlist for <laughs> sure. Uh, is there some that you had on both lists that you're just like, yeah, this is my staple, I okay. need this
2: one oh, okay, okay um my my actually go to was a uh, papoose born to win. Wow. Yeah, so he, like, when he's rapping this song...
1: The other king of New York.
2: Yeah, he's, um, he's, um, he's telling a story, right? Telling a story, like, kind of like, you know, when those, then people didn't believe in him, and, like, you know, the grind, uh, the hard work he put in. And I remember um, I was actually looking for random songs, and there's a point where I got, like, you know, like, as you're competing as an athlete, sometimes you can get pretty low. Like, you have th- those low times. And I remember I found this song. I'm like, man... Song speaking to me. And I remember I just had the song on repeat over and over and over. And then that was like my that was actually like my theme song for the rest of my my, my, my bobsledding career.
1: You should tell Papoose. He'd probably love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. real, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. people Maybe take, take them, your yeah. music
2: and it has an impact on yeah. their lives. There isn't a musician yeah. on earth who wouldn't yeah. want to hear that story.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I like the idea of, of the of, of instrumentals in terms of like getting you jacked up, but also like when you have instrumentals you can like mentally kind of like get deep. Yeah. Into it, at least that's the impact I have. So I kind of like that, that. That's what you said. Very cool. Well,
1: I can't identify that because I don't know nothing about no sport train. What I can, the question that popped into my head was: Your man cave slash office must have the sickest Olympic merch of anybody around. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. You don't probably have a bobsled that you're like, that's the one we took to Vancouver. But what do you have?
2: Tell you the truth. So I've been collecting. Like one of the big, biggest things I I, I have are so I have these these collect uh, collect uh, these pins. Yeah. And these are collector items. From other They're, athletes. Yeah. And there are people that, like, I didn't realize, like, there are people that buy this stuff. Like, it's a big deal. So I have pins from all the way from 2000, my first national team, 2005, all the way up till now. So I have, like, just massive case. And then I have things from um, rings to um, the mascots, mascots. To gear to like, I mean, I have. Do
1: you have a room in your house that's just? I have an area that's awesome. just the
2: whole, the whole um, um shelf. Awesome. It's just filled with Olympic, uh, Olympic or or Team Canada, or just um international competition swag or or items. I mean,
0: better make sure you have an insurance policy. Yeah, Say like yeah. twenty years insurance so yeah. on that. Hey,
2: nice hey. done. Twenty years from now, and people are reaching
1: out to you, being like, "Do you have that finish pin from twenty ten mm-hmm. to complete that's, my,
3: that's, my set?"
2: Actually,
1: I got two. <laughs>
3: well,
0: it's going to cost you 9,000 euros. Yeah.
3: I also want to ask you about your nickname
2: Wolverine. How did that come about? Um, well, so it, it came from where um, every time I was you know training or you know times where it seemed like that I wasn't gonna, going to perform. It was like, you know, or say like I had like little nicks or bruises or some injuries and stuff. It was kind of like one of those things like take a lick and keep on ticking. So it was like, you know, you can always depend on me to come through. And, um, and I'd always say like how I started off as Wolverine in the beginning of my career where, you know, I'd heal quick and recover quick to all of a sudden, like towards the ending of Bob thing, I turned to like old man Logan. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I, was, and I was like, man, what's going on with me? I'm not recovering as, as well as I used to.
3: That fits in, I guess, nicely into this quote that, I, again, I'm going back to your Olympic profile, from uh, Frederick Douglass, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. It kind of all fits into that same yeah, kind of idea, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, with that quote there, it was kind of like, um, I look at it as where in order to achieve greatness or do great things or excel, you need to go through some type of struggle or or go through some hard times, experience some pressure, because I think those are the moments that help you to grow as a as an as an individual not just even as an athlete but even outside of sport as an individual and i feel like your character can can never develop unless you go through some some hard times or through some some struggles
3: is there somebody that taught you that kind of work ethic or is that something that you picked up you know just kind of working through it yourself
2: um it was kind of like a blend like i know um uh, growing up you know um my, my mom had to work really hard. So at a young, I lost my father at a young age at two. So my mom had to, you know, work extra hard to help provide for us. So I would see how she would grind and do what she needed to do to try and provide for us. So seeing that, and then, um, um, actually help, help kind of, uh, push that in me. Cause I'm like, you know, um, in the end we all turned out, turned out, you know, exemplary. Well, cool, yeah. 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 So then, um, you gave so her the greatest that. gift
1: of all. Yeah.
2: Being an
0: Olympian. That's cool.
2: And then, um, the other thing too was um like uh people always ask about a role model or anything. my my role models are actually like i didn't really have any adult role models or any it was my more, role models are more uh, superheroes
1: oh cool, yeah,
2: cool. so like Wolverine spider man yeah. batman superman and and seeing like the the internal struggle that they'd go through, the external um um uh, battles that they had to go through and and overcoming and and seeing how like every time they went through this they, they got better and better and more resilient and, and um, that's how I kind of looked at it for myself and kind of what I followed. Who's the best Batman? Is it Christian Bale?
3: We're relating here. It's got to be Michael Keaton, right? No, Michael Keaton.
0: George Clooney. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? Val Kilmer, of course. I'm OG. Val Adam, Kilmer. West. Adam, <laughs> Adam West.
2: Adam <laughs> West.
1: I'm going to ask Neville who's the best Batman. I would,
2: you know what? I have to give it to Christian Bale although I know a lot of people would say they disagree but I didn't mind... Ben Affleck in some aspects. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay, Interesting. That's, a, that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> so Christopher
2: Nolan
1: Batmans, to me, are the best Batmans. Mm. Like those oh, are, tough. tough. Think it's the, the, I love me some Adam West, and mm. I'm sure he was a pioneer in the original mm. Batmobile. Yeah, the guy I yeah. yeah, I could
0: dance.
3: Could, the the yeah. The I could dance.
1: The Bat-shuffle? The Bat-toosie. The bat That's the yeah. one, of
3: course.
1: Interesting. No so, respect
3: for Val Kilmer. Okay, I none. It.
1: Zero respect oh. for Val Kilmer. <laughs> Although I did hear a story the other day that when he was working on the movie The Island of Dr. Morrow, with Marlon Brando mm-hmm. that the original director of that movie, cause they went to some random Island to film this movie, got into voodoo and like got super <laughs> into it. And then they, this is before like cell phones and shits. So they had to send someone from the, the studio out to this Island. And the director went like bananas and cursed the entire movie. And both Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando have spent fortunes, Brando, before he passed away, trying to undo this curse they felt was put on them by being in the island of Dr. Morrow. And that's how you make it to the Olympics.
2: <laughs> exactly. Now, <laughs> step one, step two. What are you two. doing
1: now? What are you doing nowadays in 2020?
2: Um, so right now, um, so I've always worked on my transition, my big three, so which was uh, speaking, coaching and and therapy so i'm currently practicing as a therapist uh, right performance and therapy so i'm a massage therapist by certification but um a performance and pain management uh therapist or sports uh sports uh therapy
1: so you're dealing with athletes
2: yes athletes uh, i'd say recreational to high performance um i still work with uh, general population as well too but my main demographic is recreational and high performance. Cool. And then um, I'm still uh, doing some coaching as well, speed and acceleration coaching, teaching athletes how to sprint, how to get faster. Um, At the U? Um, no, just privately? It could, it, it, where, yeah, wherever. Like, I mean, I've worked from with like uh, university athletes to pro athletes and then uh, speaking. Okay. Um, I, I, I really have a passion and, and enjoy sharing my story with others. And um, um, I, f- I find it's important when you're given a, a platform that can help others and you know motivate, inspire others to you know not to give up and to you know reach um, their optimal potential. I feel that it's important to to for me to contribute and share my story. So that's my greatest passion. Sick.
0: Yeah. Well, you did a great job sharing it with us today, and we're super grateful, super to, happy you came in here. To hear. Yeah. Like, like I I knew from afar, like like holy shit, Neville's an Olympian now. He's a pop. Like this is crazy, but not like hearing the story of of the come up and and the transition is. There's a lot of inspiration to pull there from there, right? And just kind of like the, you know, being, I think, sharing struggles is very important because everyone goes through struggles, yeah, right? And, yeah. and sharing with how you overcame them and kind of where you got to be is unreal. And like,
1: I'll throw Jay under the bus, too, having watched many Winter Olympics with him where he's got a lot of weird <laughs> Rain Man data in the back of his head. Every time you were performing, he's like, I got to watch this. My boy's <laughs> fucking doing the bobsled. Everything love, else shut down yeah, for yeah. your runs.
0: I, I love know, the, the Winter that. Olympics. That. I will watch everything. Speed skating. The longer the race, the better. <laughs> Love it.
2: Love it. I forgot to mention. Also, I'm doing a uh, a, a series, a web series called uh, "The Right Way," and pretty much what's happening with that is now that I'm retired, you know, I, I really never had the opportunity to try out different sports, so I'm actually um, getting the opportunity to learn about um, the individuals or I get some coaches teaching me certain uh, sports. And then I go and I, I demonstrate it myself. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so working on Is that. Is on YouTube? Well. Um, it's, it's, not, it's supposed to be finished. We finish um, everything by June. Sick. So it's in the, the works right now.
1: Let us know. Or we can put it out
3: on the platform. Yeah, line. 100%. 100%.
0: We will definitely, definitely push it.
3: You bet. What kind of adventures have you been on so far?
2: Um, well, Stay I'm, tuned. Yeah, yeah. Ah, don't you want dude. to tune in? Ah, that's a teaser. Don't we you know, tell you how
1: Dark Night ended too? Could you? Nah. I haven't seen it. Look at this way,
2: I'm, I'll be stepping outside my comfort zone. Nice, yeah. excellent. That's how we plug dressage.
1: Well, oh, dressage, dressage would be nice horse racing. Of course,
2: <laughs> of course. All right. Well, thank course, you very God, much. I think
1: great. we'll take a break now, Hernan, and we'll shut her down. But thank you very much, Del Ray, for coming on Real Life Podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. Right thank, you thank you,
0: Cornerstone, for making this happen. Thank you, Cornerstone. For and I is. know we're going to lead into Japa very quick. I, I bet you he can push a C ninety. If oh, he Oh, there's to.
3: no doubt he can't push a C-90. Big piece of oil. Pin, but anyways, Patrick I Clinton. jumped
0: in. Bag folks got work to do.
3: Of course, thank you very much to Mary Browns for this pop-in. Having Neville Wright sit with us and tell a story. Of course, they have their bite-sized morsels of 100% breast meat, chicken coated in Mary seasonings, and served hot, crispy, and oh so yummy. Choose tie for a kick of sweet heat topped with sesame seeds. Improve your life. Your mouth will thank you for it. Thanks for another wonderful Mary Browns pop-in delicious mary brown's popping
1: now we're going to swing over to hockey so i asked earlier do you want to talk and you're like i don't want any part of this bullshit and you guys <laughs> need to stick to your topic so you can just chime in if you like or don't it's up to there's you there's no pressure no pressure or
0: you just call us idiots because we say some silly things from time to time
1: and really the conversation is supposed to be about hockey but we're probably going go back to the island of dr morrow because i want to finish off how that thing went the Easy. director who was never heard from again now i can't remember where he's holed up but he's been never heard from again and swears he has footage of zombies i'll buy that yeah yeah, Like he's putting together a movie that's going to like show us that zombies are real.
0: I'm scared to watch that movie now in the event that it's got like some kind of residual curse that it emanates from watching. Echo it. Curse? Echo Curse. Google it.
1: It's probably a thing. Val Kilmer was never the same after The Island of Dr. Moore. I'm still upset. He was great are- in The Saint. I did like The Saint. Was that post-Dr. Moore? Oh, I don't know. You know what's weird is I used to go to the video station near my house as a kid and ask them for the old movie posters that they'd taken down, and the Island of Dr. Morrow was up in my room from like grade five to grade seven. Oh, jeez! And I'm wondering maybe that's why
3: I wasn't Batman. We might have to give I you a too smudge. was cursed.
1: Oh, good smudging.
0: Good smudge.
3: I'm still rattled by your disrespect for Michael Keaton. He was an excellent Batman.
0: Michael Keaton brought Batman back. And I do like, I did like Michael Keaton. I would say he With is Danny
3: DeVito. Come on. That's great. But it was a car. I thought that
0: went too dark for me. And Batman returns was tough for me. And Danny DeVito was creepy. I liked, I obviously liked the first Batman, but yeah, if you had to rank Batman's and I love Batman, he's my favorite superhero. I have a pair of Batman boxers that I've <laughs> had for like 12 years and I will fuse to throw them away. And I, still I wish can.
1: you'd get those Uggs and throw them I, away. If,
0: if, if, Batman, <laughs> if they made Batman Uggs, trust me, I am the only customer getting them. Uh, I, you have to go Bale. Bale number one just because the Dark Knight was the best. Then I have to slide in Keaton. Then I got to go Adam West.
1: Oh, over Ben Affleck?
0: Oh, ben, Affleck's. ben Affleck's fighting. Ben Affleck's probably... Sorry, Neville. He,
1: Neville he had his moments. I'm with he's he's probably he good
0: moments. He's it. probably. I just have a. I have a tough time believing Ben Affleck is a superhero, which is kind of what Bruce Wayne is. You know, like he's just like he's not supposed to be like superhero. It's because of Daredevil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That hurts. That <laughs> hurts hard to a be little two bit. Yeah, right? yeah, It hurts, and just like him trying to like tie, and I guess Christian Bale did the same thing. I just I struggled But that, that that whole yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's probably bottom two with it's him or
1: the George Lazenby's uh, of the Batman world. Well,
0: hey, <laughs> there's a George Lazenby documentary. He's actually there. a super well, cool. I dude. make you think he's number one yeah. for the James Bonds. Yeah, yeah, right. it's it's got to be a toss up between. I, I would just say last place is the three of Kilmer, Clooney, and Ben Affleck.
1: I have a hard time believing Geely can be Batman, like the guy in Geely. Remember Geely with J Lo? Of course. Do you remember that film? It's a fantastic film. Oilers News, gentlemen. Cinematic film. We just got a survey result back, Neville, from like our the nation, and they said that they like it when the podcast is gibberish. They're like, we don't really <laughs> like it when it's about hockey. We like it when they're just talking shit about random stuff. And that's like really good for us because yeah. we're always trying to keep it on the rails and mm-hmm. talking about hockey. Now that we know people don't want to hear that, well, it's just game on around here. Who we'll talk like about random stuff. Yeah, exactly. We can talk about the island of Dr. Morrow until uh, Hernan tells us that the show's over, really. Game tonight, hurricanes. Big game. Seven bells. Have to win. Every time the Oilers play the Hurricanes, I still remember game seven of you-know-when and you-know-where.
3: Well, uh, I was wondering about that. Do people still hate the Hurricanes yes, as much? Do they, course. though?
1: I
0: do. Well, I it's, know
3: you do, but that's because we're still out in the fucking jungle fighting a war that's been over for decades. Wow, well, that's true.
0: <laughs> you know, have you ever heard that story of that uh, Japanese soldier that was stuck on an island still believing the war was going on yeah, for like t- 30 years after the war. There was
1: tons of them that did that. All Whoa. the little tiny islands around Okinawa. They basically just went like, yeah, don't bother going there. There's people there that we can't convince to... Surrender. I
3: feel like that is us with the Carolina Hurricanes. Because everybody now, they're jerks and they do the celebrations, the storm surge or whatever. No, I don't want it. I'm still upset. I'm still upset.
1: I still can't forgive Doug Waite. One of my Uh, favorite Oilers of all uh, time. Oh, I know. And Ray Whitney. Blow his shoulder out and can't raise the cup up. That's sad. If it was anybody other than Carolina, I'd watch that and I'd have emotion. I still can't watch it.
0: I have to tell you. Now, I went on Owen Radio last week. And delivered a take, which I did deliver on our podcast, which but was it also catch, horrible, which didn't catch as much fire. But I don't listen to this podcast. It's, it's not uh, very good. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting some heat for it, but I'm going to stand by it. But
3: Hernan, I need you to chime in on this one too. He Jay for the uh, the functioning brain <laughs> is suggesting that the Oilers trade Evan Bouchard for no reason whatsoever. I'm
0: saying, I'm saying it, uh, the deal has to make sense. Is it the Uggs talking, I'm Jay? Say- Are the uh, Uggs making mess. decisions for you? I am saying. The market has such a high value on him, and the value I assign him does not match that of the market. So let's cash that in and get someone who is actually worth that value. Back, who can contribute to the team?
1: Can you give me an example of this cockamamie logic? Who would you trade a (laughs) 35 year old, 19 year old super stud defenseman for and feel you're going to get long term? Well, it's tough to find. It's tough. A, a, a,
0: a a A contributing top six player who would be under team control so that we have the ability to resign. So someone that we know that we can bring to the Oilers, that can have an immediate impact in the top six, and that we can get four to five years out of. I know why you're doing this. Is it
1: because Bouchard has a slightly googly eye? Oh, that nah, shit'll work itself out, man. You get judging, special glasses. I'm never it's judging a out. book by its, it's cover. It's mildly googly. I see it in the photos. I know what you're seeing. You don't have to get rid of them.
3: I think he's jealous about the fantastic beard. That Everly had, had a quasi
1: googly go. eye too, and I liked Everly. And a gap tooth, and he just resigned with the Islanders. <laughs> we should have kept him. Yeah, well, and, uh, but uh, but uh, but I'm saying I, it, I don't care googly eye. It I'm was not, mildly googly. I'm just it was mildly googly. Who
0: cares? Fuck, I've got googly eyes every Friday and Saturday night. Slight well, that's side okay. story
1: about the notorious Big. Remember how he had a real googly eye? Oh yeah, I saw. a There's a movie out there documentary about him right now and they're talking to his mom how he had real thick glasses she was like if you don't wear those glasses your eyes are gonna go all googly and he's like i don't care i'm wearing no glasses anymore and then he had to wear sunglasses for the rest of his life are you saying that's a bouchard's looking at and that's why you want to <laughs> get rid gonna, of it you don't want a sunglasses it's he, oiler
0: it's because he's refusing to wear sunglasses if he wore them, maybe I'd be like damn this guy's got the jam that i want
1: Hernan, thoughts on my take? And mine, too, about the sunglasses.
3: I the agree Darius. with Jay. I'm willing to move Woo! anyone on this team. He's part of my... About, wait? I'm willing to move anyone but two players. Like I, if Nuge brings you a better package, I move Nuge. Oh, I move how anyone. dare you? You'd Ryan- move
1: number 97, Connor
3: McDavid. No, I said two players I would have okay. moved. 29 and 97. The rest is fair game for me because if you're going to improve the team, why not?
0: Our, our window is opening yes. now. We have a chance to make the playoffs this year, and as much as I don't want Taylor Hall to be an Oiler, I'm actually concerned if he becomes an Avalanche. Like for like, it's 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 a weird double standard. Um, so these guys are in our arming up, and if we, we've. We only have Connor for so long, and if mm-hmm. we keep losing, that's going to get shorter. So we have to start doing the things now for this four to five year window to give us a chance to compete every year. And I think I thought maybe Holland was thinking that was going to be next year. Yeah, but because we're top of the Pacific, which I am concerned we're going to start sliding because other teams are getting hot and we're just kind of staying steady. Yeti, that's another take I want to add to this podcast. Is that I am worried about the others at the moment, but they win <laughs> tonight and. Plan the parade again. But uh, I, think, I think we have to start doing something net, net now. And if we're going to get rid of an asset, I think Bouchard, because he's right-handed. But I think you
3: but, have to look long-term at the expansion draft as well. Don't get n- technical yeah, with me. <laughs>
1: if it's now, if, it's, if the time to win is now, I think you empty the coverage of prospects. If we truly believe the time to win is now. I don't, I don't see like fully, but we start building. Like Bouchard's bring, expendable if the time is now. 100%. Bear is expendable.
0: No, time is no, now. I mm-hmm. think we need Bear. We need to keep Bear. We need to keep Bear. The time is now? The time is now. We need We need. The time need is bear. now. Now is the time. If it is. And Bear we need because he eats like 20 to 25 minutes of time and he does a good job of doing it.
3: And we're talking about Evan Bouchard. Like, I mean, we're not talking about... I can't miss, you know, he's going to be an NHLer, but, I mean, you have Caleb Jones, you have Ethan Bear, Clef Baum's not going anywhere. So, for me, if he can get a guy for the next three, four years, a quality guy, because you're going to have to give up quality Boomst. to get quality.
1: Who are you thinking of? Oh, All these geez. theoretical what if, players. What if, what if
0: Holland can convince his old friend Steve Eiserman to yep. let go of, I'm going to butcher his last name, <laughs>
1: Athanasiu? Yeah, I'd do it. it. Yeah. He's an RFA, he's young. No. I wouldn't do it. You know why? His name's too hard to pronounce. I, I know. Remember, I had Puliyarvi. We'll get him to change Arvey. his name. That's part of the resigning. We'll part do of the problem s- with Puliyarvi was his name was too long. Same with Piarvi Spenson. Piarvi Spenson. They dropped and got even worse. The only good long named player is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. Other than that, if you're pushing more than six letters, fuck off. Wait a minute, McDavid. Five. Good. Dryside Old Six ish. I'm just. So
0: that's my thing. If something like that exists. You have to entertain it because I'm not as high as many others, or everyone else apparently, except for my boy Hernan, if the deal makes sense, and a couple little quiet Instagram DMers that are, we're slowly building a But you'll note how uh, none movement. of them want to come out in public. They don't want to yeah. come out in public. I'm going to coax no. them. It just First, first the whistleblower kind of gives you the information. you got to kind of coach them. They become an asset, and then you deploy them. I think they, do, they're not ready want, to be deployed yet. Do
3: I want to side with a man who wears Uggs? And they're just like, no, I will no, not publicly no. join this man on oh. his quest. So how many Because how many, of
0: these Uggs, I can make hot takes because my feet are warm and comfortable.
3: <laughs> how, many playoff, how many playoffs have the order seen in the last 13 years? Let uh, yeah. me just, let me just check. Hold, hold up.
1: Hit
0: us with the real it's shit.
3: One. one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So...
1: Win now. If the time win leverage, now. If man. you're gonna wave the flag and say the time is now, we have got to take a look at all of our prospects differently. Because if the time is yeah. now, it's how do we assemble the best team for the
0: next? And three I'm years. saying the biggest buzz in the market is Bouchard, not yeah. Bear. No, well, no, we're not. We got to keep Bear. Bear is cheap. Bear is cheap. We need to keep him, and he's he's eating up minutes and. He's eating up good minutes. He's delivering. So in the playoffs, we need Bear. Bouchard is not a value to us in the playoffs. He's, I don't even know where he where he slates it next year, but I know we're going to have defense go and blah, 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 blah. But the fact that he's right-handed and this is the unicorn of defensemen, but the fact I don't think he's the, as good as everyone thinks, And but if the market thinks he's good, let's cash him in for something that is. So package them up with Puliarvi, package them up with picks. We do have to leverage the, leverage the future. We do have to do some asset management. We can't just give them all away. Well, we've been building we for the some. future for so long because yep. the time was So we now. need to make decisions on who we're going to keep and who we're going to go, but we have to be prepared to let go of some and start leveraging our future picks here. Who has
1: a better upside in their career? Do you think is it Caleb Jones or is it Bouchard? See,
3: that's what I was going to say. I think Ooh. Caleb Jones is the one that gets moved because he uh-huh. is—he's going to have to be protected in the expansion draft. He does have some cachet. He's a good player. I think he's the one that gets moved. I don't think he, he has package. the value of Bouchard though. He doesn't have it's the crazy value to of Bouchard. say that.
1: Bouchard, Bouchard perception-wise has a way higher ceiling. I'm a big fan because he got an Old Testament first name, Caleb. That's Old Testament stuff, and those people generally are very trustworthy people. New Testament? <laughs> not so much. I, I love, Old I, Testament? I'm in. I love
0: Caleb Jones' mom. She is so active on Twitter. Oh, yeah. She's the biggest supporter of her son gibberish, battle. Don't
1: worry. I'm not really saying
0: anything. You know
2: Caleb took on his brother, right? No. Yeah.
1: Seth? What? Abel. What's that? Abel. Oh.
2: Cain and Abel. Oh, yeah, that's
1: true. Oh, just out bibled you. Yeah, yeah, oh, this is oh, a good day for Wow. Right. I'm going to the Olympics now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> his cousin. His cousin.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Caleb, you did not kill your brother. Your brother's in the NHL. Which one is he?
3: Yep, that's Seth. Seth, Seth Jones. Yeah, Seth. He's Seth
1: a real hell real of rib- a gun, too. If
3: yeah, Caleb's he's a got hell anything that
1: Seth's got in him. I just
3: think that uh, Caleb Jones, based on now and the future, is going to be the one that goes. Yes, Hernan, I agree with you that he does not have the sexiness of an Evan Bouchard. I am a dad fan. But I do think that Caleb Jones is going to be the one that goes.
1: Hernan, if you show up wearing Uggs next week because you want to fit in with your boy Jay. <laughs> yeah, there, there is
0: room on the team. You can you can privately DM me with the other people that I'm coaching right now to coaching. come on to this side. Yeah. Coaching, uh,
1: indoctrinating, you know, yeah. spitting spitting some real truth. Coaching Bouchard fans to get used to so, not being Oilers fans. I, I
0: th- thank you. Yes. As long as
1: we can agree that the window is
0: now. If the window Which, is now, it's well, we it need ha- to rethink it, it everything. It has to
3: be. We're first place in the Pacific. What about uh, what about draft picks? then?
0: we have to use them too. You got You got to. You have to give people prospects, draft picks, and we have to shed some salary players. So you have to be willing to say goodbye to Gagne. Try to get rid of Chase on. Try to get rid of Manning. These that are the, these are the potential players we also have to get get rid of. Obviously, in a playoff run this year, you kind of maybe want Gagne, but I'm willing to let him go. What? Yeah. I think ha- so this is the sacrifice you have to make. The time is now.
1: If the time is now, you got to win a Gagne. If yep. the time is now, if it truly is, I'm not there with Although you yeah. Gagne is winning French, and we need to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Which I struggle with. If the time is yeah. now, Sam Gagne has to go. I get it. But I think the time is now. I think it's not Which this I year. think it
0: is. You think it's this year? I, I think we have. Well, we're, we're punching our ticket to the playoffs now, so we may as well start doing it. Yeah. And that, and that way we get one. And, and if we don't go that deep, at least we had one playoff round as this new unit after the trade deadline together to start learning and kind of gelling, and then next season it's fucking on.
1: If the time is now, we shouldn't be drafting in the first round for two or three years, if the time is now. We should be bundling that shit up for today, guys.
0: Yeah.
3: And that's okay, and
0: and really? that's totally yeah. well. That's what you do. do like, we even have a draft party if we you, don't first round. You don't, you, don't, <laughs> you don't. I don't know what I the know. fuck to do. You don't go Columbus crazy trying to win their first playoff round crazy. But like, yeah, exactly. But like, we already have some good people. Like the thing about the Oilers right now that's very interesting is the thing we were getting shit on last year is actually very good. And that's our defense. Our defense is fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. So if we if we can get another top six person and add like a like a third line. I don't care winger or center or whatever but someone who's established who can like who would be like a 20 goal scorer on a third line type guy but like established veteran not too too old but someone that could, could drive the third line. I think like that I think that's the only question mark will be goaltending
1: in playoffs but I think we actually have got a team that can do some damage can we make one agreement if the time is now as though anything we say matters outside this room which it doesn't <laughs> can we agree the time is not now to bring taylor hall back to edmonton in no, fact no. if we yes, want to no, no. win but that's the weird thing i do not okay, want i do good. not want taylor hall here good i don't know why the hell all this smoke keeps popping up on no no on and, 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 and we won't hall do it because
0: i guess i guess detroit or detroit um Colorado, Uh, Colorado. No, uh, Arizona. No, no. New Jersey's asking for the sun and the moon (laughs) to do it, but like, I am telling you, if he goes to Colorado, I'm like, fuck. See, but it's because Colorado. If he goes to Arizona, I'm like, yeah, because he can go and fucking sink that
3: team. See, I don't think so. I think there's only three spots in the Pacific that are up for grabs, and if he goes to Arizona, that's going to eliminate one.
0: Exactly. What do you mean?
3: Eliminate, (laughs) eliminate one of those. I think that'll he'll just make them better.
1: That's precisely right. What? No, I
0: don't think on a
3: short term. On a, in the short term, I think he makes them a lot better. Like ten, 10 games? Long term, I might agree with you that maybe that's not a fit. Personality wise, uh, but in the short term, he comes in. He's on his best behavior. He's like, "I'm just here to play, coach, and all I want to do is score goals, and make the playoffs."
0: First scrum he faces in any round of playoffs, when he starts looking to see if his skate laces are untied while his teammates are getting face washed.
3: Oh, you got but your- they're in the dance. You got your. Classic. But then
0: the dance will end, and they'll be out quick.
1: But they got there. You got the ex-girlfriend backsliding goggles on, man. You don't backslide. You we break need- up. You say we've had a lovely time together. Thank you for that <laughs> thing that happened the one time, and then you leave. And if you start looking back on your relationship two three four years later with some fucking rose colored glasses on remembering the time you went to the dance remembering the time you had the milkshake you split like in an archie comic of course the relationship looks good but you've forgotten all the bad shit yeah so i why so i don't want him here good i don't Everybody want him here at listening. all but we do need to add a couple
0: pieces and i know we're just just name to- me one guy you want to see in an oiler jersey if the time is now Athanasiu. I Did don't you know I don't know what type of guy he is that's the thing it's the culture is so important like the the culture of this room right now is very good and it's de- so if he's a good dude the guy is fast as fuck and can score 30 goals
1: What's that Greek name Greek didn't they invent the marathon Nailed it exactly I could be on board You know what the, the playoffs sound. are yeah. a marathon They are a marathon they're not a sprint Neville it's a marathon it ain't a sprint in the yeah. playoffs So it's a guy like that a guy like Boon Jenner You know, for
0: your third line. Brody
1: Jenner? Brody Brody Jenner. Jenner. I would bring Kylie Jenner, maybe I'd bring him.
0: Yeah. So, well, any of the Jenners, really. Well, not. No, 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 no. Olympic (laughs) athlete. No.
1: (laughs) You make a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: any Jenner. You definitely had some Any Jenner in a storm.
1: Yeah. Right. This has been a great show. Neville, I'm sorry. You're, well, a, fucking, so one you're thing, a successful man. You got tricked into the little brick basement. <laughs> you don't know what the hell's happening anymore. Kareem had a good idea coming in from Cornerstone. You're like, what was that? Good thing none of this equipment's connected. No one's, <laughs> no one's going to hear a word we said for the last hour. So none of this has been to
0: to, no. to, 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 to to step in the role, I'm not going to be grouchy, so I'm not going to be fully in the role of Tyler, and I'm not married, so I'm not fully in the role of Tyler Ramchuk. In the name of programming and bringing up something we said last episode that we would bring up at this episode, we encouraged people, listeners, to start rating the show and providing some comments. Oh, Oh, shit. And it's great. It is? Oh, it's well, you know what? I I like it because some people did it. Um, it's
1: mostly me. And Just so you know, I signed up for 15 iTunes accounts. Well, well thank you. It's costing you. me like $600 a you, month.
0: You, sir, might win some noodle Noodle.
1: Five stars for Jay, I said so in my
0: review. So we did say we were going to bribe people. So we're trying to bribe people to get five-star rating on the podcast. We figured that's the only way game. to do it. Because no. yeah. if actually people rate it, honestly, it's probably going to be poorly. I would give
1: it one
3: star.
0: So we, I think we got like six ratings. And so yeah,
3: we got some... We got some Interesting takes. In I
0: it. like it. So, how many do we got? We got, uh, uh, bag milk. We got, uh, I'll get you to read them off because you're so articulate with your words.
3: You just want me to read this one, one with two, the, uh, two,
0: three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We had ten, which would equate to 10% of our overall ratings. We've had a
1: hundred ratings. Yes. There might be people listening. I don't know. I don't think so. Well,
0: well, we know we have 12, so we have two more to rate. So my grandma rated
1: us twice, and I have six fucking iTunes again. So
0: first of all, we want to thank everyone who did it. We want to encourage more people to subscribe, rate our show, give it a five, and then slam us in the comments. How do we get noodles to these people? Well, then we'll, think this we'll, we'll, re, we'll read their name and hopefully they listen to the show again and we didn't DM lose us. them. Yeah, yeah. And be like, hey, I'm the guy that said the comment. Sure. Grizz four, three, two, seven.
3: DM us on Nation Real Life on Twitter or Instagram. We can get it there. One. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, going to get a free
0: call. oodle noodle meal. All right, let, me so these, so nice. let me hear these. Let me
3: hear. Although reviews. our friend Grizz four, three, two, seven, the free noodles. <laughs> Most entertaining Nation Network podcast. Five stars. However, there is an issue. Yeah. And I'm quoting now. Ladies, this isn't me saying this, this is Grizz four three two seven. I suffer from hemorrhoids, and when I laugh really hard, they become inflated and <laughs> inflamed and leaky. Yeah. Thankfully I am able to listen to this podcast because it is funny, but not so funny, it causes me pain and discomfort. Okay. Wayne <laughs> Wayne, like Kanye, yeah. is the funnier one in the program, oh. while producer Tyler discourages talk of real life and wants to talk about sports or his hot wife.
1: Yeah. Right? This guy gets it. Oh,
0: Chris, Ty- that is that is well done.
3: Tyler's always talking about his hot wife. Grizz2Zs,
1: thank you for your five
3: stars. Underscore Landy N says, sorry, Tyler. Five stars. Best part is always when everyone gangs up on Tyler. It's hilarious. As much as I do love the Others Talk, the random tangents are so funny. Congrats on the wedding, Tyler. Yes. That's good. From sitting at my desk. Pretty good. Five stars. Okay. Really enjoy the pod. Keep Chalmers out <laughs> unless he gives more home tips.
0: Okay. Of course, interesting uh, that Chalmers fair. will be happy quasi
3: to hear that. Well, he's be- a
1: ghost. He's work. We don't see him in here, and he doesn't listen. So yeah. it's great. I agree <laughs> with the Chalmers hate. Continue. This is wonderful feedback.
3: High quality content. Five stars from longtime Nation reader Danger Suede. Nice. Oh, love well, Danger Suede. Do you enjoy talk about produce or hockey? Do you like a podcast that don't have a proper studio after 150 weeks or three dudes sitting at a casting couch desk? That's why real life is the best podcast star or there's an undernote here. Best podcast about Oilers slash nothing recorded in River Valley earlier in the week.
1: Okay. That's specific, but we'll take the five stars. (laughs) Very specific.
3: (laughs) From Hank the tank.
1: Oh, you know, he means business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're fucking around when you're a tank.
3: Okay, but five stars like the pod, but this Tyler guy sounds way too old and miserable to get married. Therefore, he must be rich. Better get an ironclad prenup. Smart. One out of one listeners found this review to be helpful.
0: (laughs) Tyler, I hope you listen to that one. You won't.
3: Only 150 episodes? (laughs) Five stars. 31 Mike 13. Scuttlepuck sucks more than this show and has 121 more episodes. You guys have a ways to go. What's a scuttlepuck? I assume there's another podcast.
1: Is it a rival show? Is that what we're beefing with? I don't listen to podcasts. They're mostly garbage.
3: Uh, five stars. Not Chalmers. Wow. I assume this. Uh,
1: it says Chalseys.
3: The Chalseys is the username here, are Oh, yes. Oh,
0: you Chalmers, know who made that?
3: Chalmers didn't cheat. I trust him with my life. Also, he needs his own podcast about building stuff and home maintenance. Now, just hold the hell
1: up, dear. Did Chalmers write a review of this podcast? <laughs> I'm not done, one yet.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's strong. Would also bang him. He's super hot.
1: Wow
0: That is Narcissism at its finest People
1: I feel sorry for People I feel bad for And people you just gotta Leave them alone The guy who messed himself On the bobsled (laughs) You don't wanna talk to that guy After you just leave
3: him be Chalmers logging
1: in To call himself sexy (laughs) I'll just let him be It's gross
3: Uh, Keep it up gents Five star This comes from Merck's D23 Less Tyler And more real life Ah. Oh I love it Tyler's getting panned Tyler is taking it Vote for Hernan Yeah vote Vote Hernan uh, from Denis Grebyshkov, former goat on the nation. That can't be real, day. no. Disappointing, sure. but five stars. Oh, the content is good. However, I was disappointed to go on Instagram and find out that Tyler wasn't a jacked Michael Sarah. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that's about, but you know, I'm mo- disappointed. Most people aren't Michael Sarah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anything I mean, else? That, it's fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's One funny. more from S. H. McSteely. Mm, oh yeah. Second best podcast I listen to from guy who sponsors the other podcast. Oh,
0: it's gone corporate.
3: More Chumgate, more Wanye stories, more chirping Chalmers, more golf. Nation Beer Garden needs to happen for playoffs 2020.
1: Oh, I read some survey results and want to thank everybody who was at Oilers Nation in the last week. Seemingly
3: thousands of entries.
1: It was filled out fast. We were hoping to get like a hundred. We got like 600 in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of really nice shit that most of our moms must have logged in and put about us. because My mom did a few times. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be like a Hell's Cauldron we would open up and all the ghosts would escape and start biting us. But everybody seems to really kind of dig what's up.
3: We may have more than 12 listeners, Wanya.
1: We may. Mm. Tyler keeps
0: giving us these download reports. I don't know if he's trying to encourage us <laughs> or what he's trying to I do. I think it's got
1: a random number generator for listens.
3: Uh, I'm also convinced Tyler can't count. Yeah. There's so
1: Well, he's married count, now. He doesn't he, have time to yeah. count. You know he can, he can right. count to? One engagement. Yep. That's what he can count yep. to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's shut it down. This has been a really good Whoa, show. Oh, we have oh. to award our uh, prize winner. Oh, well, how are we going to get in touch with them there? Uh, so
0: we showed them out, and if they hit us up, then hey, they solved the mystery. You no, know That is true. Ten people of our 12 listeners responded I, this week. I, I, think, I think, like, Chalmers was funny about how Todd want to bang
1: Wade. himself. Let's pick Danger Swain. I like that guy. Uh, let's Wade. let's award two. Oh,
3: fine. I picked so, Danger Swade. Danger Swade one. Yeah, and then hit us up. Nation Real Life on Twitter and Instagram. Nation Real Life.
0: And I think Twitter we got. Well, I'm gonna. I think we also have to give. Uh, the hemorrhoids talk was funny. That is true. I think we also shout out Grizz four three two seven. Oodle Noodle has the budget to give away two free meals this. week You know
1: week. what? Let's go wild. Let's give away three. Wow. That's Holy three shit! It's a
0: week of DM us. Folks. Yeah,
1: DM us. Everybody's getting free Oodle Noodle. I wish there was a holiday coming up. If we, if, in- if,
0: if we read one of your comments and we didn't name you as a winner, the first one of you to DM us wins the third. Oh, that's oh, a fair. That's fair it's a race.
3: Yeah, it's like the purge, but for noodles. This is this how people sprint in
0: 2019. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a social media sprint. Who can type the fastest? Yep. Mm-hmm. This is where we're. It's it's a shame where we're going, but that's all we can. As have.
1: a society, it's like a shame <laughs> where we're going. Is it's a,
0: society? it's 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 a cesspool. We're not that's running a dark, anymore.
1: Dark close to episode 150.
0: Well, it's also, well, hey, we got to plan a stag next episode for Tyler. Yeah, that's
3: true. It's a new beginning. A married man. Tyler Uramchuk. Shout out Hernan. Of course, shout out Hernan.
1: Amazing. Those fun guys, first time on the Real Life Podcast. You want to hit one of them buttons that makes noises on the right? Sure. Hit one. Previously on Big Brother. Well, this is the end of this one. It's gone nowhere. (laughs) See you next week. Yeah.